Welcome family, 2023. As you can see, there's new art on this podcast. It's the same series, but I feel like such a different person. So we're going to start it off fresh while continuing what has been started. Let's just do one deep breath. Go ahead and breathe it in. Hold. And let it go. Just bringing yourself here and now to receive anything that is meant for you in today's podcast. So welcome. Welcome back. If you've been here before, I'm Sophia. And we have... Jeremiah. With us today. <laughs> uh, there's been so many really potent conversations happening over here. <clears throat> My voice is a little raspy today. Um, that I've just wanted to stop and record. And it just is, feels like such beneficial wisdom. I have been really taking this year as a time of pulling back my energy, um, finding ways that I've consciously and subconsciously for the majority of them have been plugging my energy into outlets that have been draining me that I really wasn't even aware of. And so calling those back home really, um, yeah, just coming back to myself. And within that, I was able to achieve really deep rest that has altered my health, um, my energy levels. I'm just becoming a new being by allowing myself to get really clear on what I am for and what I'm not for, to get clear on my boundaries, the way I'm allowing my energy to flow, um, really standing in my soul self and, and being a stand for that. Um, my yeses and my noes, because I've become radically aware of what drains my energy. Even if my mind says it's something little, oh, that's just little, that's fine. No, it has a massive impact on me and, and that which I am creating, that which is in most alignment for me. Because when I allow my energy to drain in something that is inauthentic, then I do not have the capacity for the fullness of what is for me and that which fulfills me and sustains me. So from this deep place, I have formed my first course of the year. Um, if you've been with me before, you know that I've done, this is my fourth one. And I like to do these as kind of gifts, gift offerings, because it's super affordable. And they just transform people's lives. Like the connections that happen in these containers are everlasting. I see people from these courses like comment something on social media and all the comments underneath are people from the courses like two years ago or a year ago. It's like they become the most prominent people in people's fields. And I love to craft these containers because of the life-changing work that comes through. And so I just wanted to dive in today around what's been coming up around um, reclamation and how that's played out for me and for us and how that is weaving into the course. So even if you're not planning on joining, just I, f I feel you'll, you'll get something in this because every single person can project themselves into the words that we are going to be speaking of today. Wouldn't you say? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start by talking about this word reclamation and what is it that one is reclaiming? And for, you know, well, for me, I found it's energy. It's um, ways that I've been showing up that were not truly for me, that were more codependent or people pleasing, which was an energy leak. And what I really found is for me, the majority of reclaiming is, is holding myself strongly and holding my boundaries firmly with my own self. Not with anyone else, like with my own self. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I mean, when I when I think of the word reclaiming and what it is that I'm attempting to do in my life, which makes me more powerful is I'm reclaiming essentially my energy. And there are so many places it drifts and leaks that I'm not even aware of until I realize for me to create and to bring the things into my life that I really want, I need more energy. 
So then I go looking for where it's at. Where am I losing it? It's no different than like heating a house in the winter. Um, I think I had seen infrared videos of energy, heat leaking out of windows. And you can't see it. But if you have the proper vision, you can. And if you knew that you were leaking that much energy, you would do something to stop it. All right, so I've realized that energy is energy, right? It's neither gained or lost. It's just merely transferred. So I have to look at where am I spending my energy? Yeah. Where am I putting it forth? And then more importantly, am I being compensated for the energy that I'm putting forth? Yeah. Yeah, like is it in reciprocal flow in a way that it feeds you and feeds the world? Because I've been finding for me when it's inauthentic, the way that I'm expending my energy, it drains the fuck out of me. And I've just been thinking like, oh my gosh, there's stuff with my health and stuff with my energy. Maybe if I eat a little bit better, then I'll have more energy. You know, maybe if I do this. But really, I found within being here, all that stuff, yes, great and all. But it really lies within... Where am I plugging my energy into that's in outsourcing it to places that are not supporting me, that are not supporting the life I desire to create, that do not support the person I desire to be? You know, where am I playing victim? And, and again, I want to hand it back off to you, but again, it's like the majority of that has been with my own self. My biggest energetic drains ha have been my own thoughts in allowing my mind to just run in moments and run in the background and think certain thoughts. But it's like every time I allow that or allow a pattern to play out instead of like parenting myself, uh, it absolutely just is super draining. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, yeah, when I look at where energy is being drained or being lost, Right now, all right, so I'm a dam tender and a ditch rider. I basically control the flow of water down canals and laterals to deliver it to farmers to irrigate their fields and to produce this product. And there's only so much water, and we'll use this. It's analogous to, like, energy, and it has to be delivered to a certain area. And if it doesn't show up, it's showing me, something's telling me in it not showing up that there is a problem that there's a leak, that it's blocked. And it could be multiple things. It could be a beaver having built a dam, you know, and or there could be a, a hole in the side of the canal and it's leaking out. It could be various things. There could even be like too much water through a, a rain having come and then it overflows. So it's a, it's a matter of managing these energetic systems. And we first of all have to look at, well, what system are we plugged into as individuals? Our family system, our work system, our bodily system. Thought system. Thought systems. Yeah, we'll get to that here in a bit. That's a deep dive. So we're going to warm up before we get into that. <laughs> but so, as you go, how does one locate these systems? You have to have a certain level of self-awareness, right? Because... You would not notice these things. You would not notice your energy level till it's plugged in. You have to gain the awareness around actions, like what you're showing up for. And honestly, that's a lot of this course that we're doing is supporting people in finding the plugins. You know, like where is their energy plugged into relationships, thoughts, systems, these unconscious energy leaks? Right. I think it starts ultimately with awareness and you just becoming conscious and still enough to become aware of what you're doing and more importantly why you're doing it and then for me recently the way that I've been wanting or at least needing to accumulate energy is to reflect upon my life as it is right now is it complete is it whole or is there room for me to expand into a larger version of myself now this leads me into the imaginary state of what you said earlier this soul self now i like this idea of the soul so it's this unlimited unbridled potential that's available to us but we have to walk into it we have to own it we have to harness it so how do we do that now obviously it requires a lot of attention and attention can be literally accessed or can only be accessed through energy so if I'm putting my attention on one thing, I'm obviously not giving it to something else. 
So I look at this higher version of myself and it's almost like magnetizing, attracting me to it. And I realize for me to become that, I have to put my attention on it. So wherever we put our attention and attention and focus on, it can't help but to manifest. That means just not thinking about it, but also putting my my psychological attention on it and then taking steps and actions in the three-dimensional form that are reflective of that attention. And by doing that, I can't help but to become that version of myself. So to get back to what you initiated, yes, it starts with awareness. And more importantly, becoming aware of what it is that you want to grow into. Exactly. That is the key piece, what you just said right there. Becoming aware of that which you desire to experience in this life. And I think that takes a certain level of knowing that you are the creator of your reality, like sitting in creatorship. Of course, there's a co-creation happening always, but from that, it's like, okay, wow, I'm not a victim to this life. What? That means I can change some things? Holy shit. How do I want to feel? How do I want to be in the world? What do I want to call in? What do I want to experience in this earth game? You know, because getting super clear on that allows the awareness to unfold of like, is this action in alignment with that self? The self that's fully living in that space. Is this relationship in alignment for that? Is this how I'm I'm communicating with people? I'm giving people access to all of my energy. Is that in alignment for the person that I envision myself stepping into? Or the version that I desire to be right now in this moment? The version that I already am. Are these actions and ways of being in alignment for that? That what you just said is I think our soul self. And that which our soul self desires at this very moment and the creation of that in our mind and in our awareness is our guiding force. It's our North Star. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And you said something that was amazing. We are the creators of our reality. The majority of us don't want to acknowledge that. But for you to live the life that your soul is drawing you towards, you have to acknowledge it. All right. So once you acknowledge that you're the uh, creator of your reality you realize that everything that's around you you've created now that might be a big pill to swallow but it's the beginning to you acknowledging how powerful you are and now you can choose and take actions that are differently and your environment will begin to reflect that now there are certain aspects or perspectives that we typically view the world from okay there's what we'll refer to as the lower self or ego, and then there's the higher soul self, which is spirit, unlimited, unbridled potential. And lower in the sense of like, oh, I'm higher than you, you're lower than me, not like that, it's just literally like physics. It's the vibrational frequency when you're identified in the ego is a lower vibratory rate than when you're in your quote unquote highest self, which is freedom, ease, flow, unconditional love. Like it's just physics. So I just want to state that because it's something for the ego to grasp upon. Yeah, it's not hierarchy. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like 20 hertz as opposed to yeah. 40 hertz, okay, right? Exactly. And it's just a different frequency. All right, so let's just start to define and to point out at least these two versions of self, okay? Yes. Or, or the soul self and then the illusion of self. Yeah, because essentially that's all it is, right? And and the more that you walk into the investment of energy, attention, and concentration into the soul self, the illusionary self just fades away. Now, mind you, the majority of our realities up to this point, and this is why I was saying we're such powerful creators, is that we've created a reality out of the ego self, the illusionary self, and it's reinforced with people that support it it's reinforced with people that are with us and even sometimes we try to create opposition because it gives the illusory illusionary self a reality it gives it meaning that it wouldn't have if somebody didn't believe in it exactly i think that we talk about the ego in like all of our podcasts i've noticed i'm noticing right now everyone you and i have done together we seem to touch on this topic because it's so big in our household to continuously Look at ways that we're projecting that we're in ego and shift out of that, you know, because um, I'm loving the ego into integration is is my key thing. The, this part of me that feels it's protecting me in all moments. And it's just like it's just what Jer said. We create the ego 
his main job is survival to quote unquote protect this illusion of self. So within survival, relationships, jobs, entire realities are built on the survival of this ego. Like your whole world, okay, these relationships, these commitments, these things, like there's a promise of forever. This is sustainable. I'm safe here. Like all of it is built upon the illusion that you want is safe, you know? So we could go into that forever, but some key things to realize like, okay, how do I locate if I'm in the ego? Because sometimes we can feel, it's it can feel so close to home, so close to I'm living in the heart. This is it, a freedom of expression, which was a lot of my life in Costa Rica. Like I really felt, some part of me sometimes felt, I mean, a big part of me felt like, authentic self but deep down anyways I'm not getting into this (laughs) but um some key pieces to look at are am I protecting defending forcing an outcome am I standing strong in my righteousness pointing the finger out so justified in making someone else wrong am I white knuckling a whole list of evidence why I'm right all of these things. Do you have a few more that you want to add? Well, just by <laughs> listening to you talk about those, I'm, I'm growing exhausted already. Each one of those activities is literally exhausting. Okay, so look, for you, en- you are like hardly ever in these things. Like seriously, I live with a person who is like never living in these things. For me, I say these and I notice a part of me that it's like that's second nature to them to be in those things. You know, I'm shifting out more than I ever have in my life, but part of me, the part of me exists in it. So it's part of me doesn't desire to um, bring to my consciousness the amount of energy drainage that those things are. But as I've been here and unraveling and coming deeply aligned with what is true for me, I see exactly what you're saying. It drains the fuck out of me. But when I get in them, when I start projecting what's happening within me on my external environment or onto you because you're the main person in my field. Um, it There's so much energy being exhausted there, you know, in the make wrong, I'm right. But it's so challenging for me to, to shift out sometimes. I mean, I'm getting really good. But I just notice the part of me that exists in that that doesn't want to let go because it feels, the ego feels it's protecting itself. In that the very act of letting it go means death. Yeah, so this comes down to the nature of identity. We are identifying with that sense of self. Yes. So in gathering more and more evidence constantly constantly as why it's real. Well that well that's how powerful we are. I mean, if we want to see something, we're going to interpret any event <laughs> to support what it is that we want to see. If we want to make somebody wrong. Hell yeah. We, and we are smart enough and intelligent enough and creative enough to fabricate anything yeah. and to find evidence. And if we're really good, we can convince others. I'm so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at not convincing others. Like I don't I'm I'm beyond that space where in high school or in my 20s, early 20s, I just mainly existed in ego and I would have my environment support that like bringing, can you believe this person did this? Can you believe he did that? I would bring that to certain people in my lives that I created as my relationships. So they would validate it. Uh, Of course, this is subconscious. I did not have this level of awareness then, but back, like looking back now, I can see how I created my whole world to support my ego, to make it feel safe and to justify it, to justify my meaning making, my pointing the finger to making it wrong because then it can continue to exist. All right. So (laughs) we have to ask ourselves, why would somebody want to change their reality? And it's because they're not pleased or content. Content. That's the word that will. The whole word, peace contentment that's why are you at peace satisfied with their reality and they typically project it out into their environment my kids aren't doing this my boss treats me this way my partner isn't showing up the way that they need to be right so we project it but essentially it comes from within ourselves. so now we realize that we want to change our lives but we don't know how so it starts it gets back again to the level of awareness. So now at every moment you have to be aware that you are presented with an opportunity to choose. So you are making a list of like ego identifiers, right? Mm -hmm. 
judgment, righteousness, guilt, fear, all of these sorts of things that we don't want to experience ourselves, we project them onto our environment. But if we can become aware of when we're in that space, or more importantly, that we're making a choice every moment that we can choose how we want to perceive something, we can consciously make a decision to choose from the lower self or the soul self. And we'll just go through a list here maybe of how a person could practice that. All right, somebody feels or does something to me and I feel violated. I can become angry and judge them and now start to make them wrong, right? The flip side, which flips me to the higher self, which is I could practice compassion and realize, well, this person's only behaving this way because maybe they're having an experience and they don't know how to handle it. But if I engage them in the fear and the paranoia that, that they're trying to get me to engage into, I make it real. So we know where that trail leads. We know where that, where that road leads to. It's going to lead to further aggravation and disruption and fighting. But the very moment that I can release that opportunity to make them wrong, to judge them, to hold them in the separated self, and to hold a space for them that they don't even know they have themselves, it literally opens up potential timelines and tracks that were currently unavailable to us. Now is what we're doing at this moment is we're freeing energy. We are literally accessing more energy to reality that we've ever known before. And we've essentially created what I like to call the medium of miracles. This is when untold potential and realities can exist when we introduce new variables to systems that we've been playing out in for so long. And that's what we want to change, is we need to rearrange the systems. And we don't do it by rearranging our environment. That'll happen naturally as we become more attuned in changing our perspective. But this is how we free energy is by literally changing our perspective and interpretation of events around us. Yes, totally. Something that you said, I just, I, I always desire to speak in a way that it can come, I mean, support the level of ego that may come up instantly. So you said, you know, when someone violates us, you know, and I think that if, if a boundary is being violated, if they call us a name that doesn't feel feel good to us, you know, something like that, like level of, of that. It's just if, if we get angry, if we get hurt, if we get something like that, I think our feelings can be valid, you know, it's validating that. But the projection outward, it's like, okay, what is this telling me? Well, maybe this is telling me that this relationship isn't in al alignment for me. Or maybe this is telling me that there's a boundary here that I have to create and hold within myself that I haven't been creating. The thing is, when we project it outwards, you know, and just make it about them, then we miss the opportunity of what that moment or what is being called for us to uphold and to step into, which is also reclaiming our energy. An energy leak is not holding a boundary in this relationship and there it's an energy suck, you know, like this relationship with that person, the way every time I get so frustrated, oh, they're reaching out again. Oh, I'm doing this again. Oh, okay. If I can see what the frustration is, it's not at that person for doing that thing. It's at, I can turn the finger back in and say, oh, it's not an alignment for me to actually engage in this way. And that's where the frustration lies is that I'm leaking energy to people please or to serve someone else's desire. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all right, so you're getting to the most important part of all of this is that you, us as individuals, is the only one that can give yourself more energy. And that means you have to reclaim it. So let's talk a little bit about where we draw this energy back from. What are some areas and spaces that we leak energy? Thought we were talking about. <laughs> well, that's where it all begins, right? I mean, it's all, yes, yes. I think that's the biggest thing ever. Okay, maybe we skip thoughts and we come back to that. Or just keep going because thoughts are seriously, all of us drain energy, I think, daily on thoughts. All we'll, of us. Well, think about it. There could be one event that occurs, okay? And there's six different people watching this one event every person's going to have a different interpretation of it. And it's going to be based upon uh, 
what it is that they want to see. All right, like for instance, you and me, we're walking down an alley, da 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 da. A black dog appears to us. Now, mind you, I grew up with a black dog just like this, and I loved it. But you were bit by one when you were younger, okay? So I go and hug it and love it up, and you take off running for no reason other than your fear, and you're running on some program. Now you step on a, a board with a rusty nail in it, and now you're going to the hospital, and now you're in the hospital, and there's a staph infection going around. Now you have a staph infection. All of this resulted because of actions that you took on a purely neutral event. You were merely projecting into it. Massive energy leak to interpret a moment as through the lens of fear and then take actions from that trigger. So if, yeah, you know, that can be placed anywhere. Fear comes up all the time in the sense of, are they judging me? You know, what they just said, are they making me wrong? Are they, are they, you know, is someone pointing the finger at me? It's like, I see people rearrange themselves all the time to try to fit a mold where they feel liked or accepted by someone. You know what I mean? It's like, how can I rearrange myself? How can I take action from this all from a fear, a perceived fear? Yeah. So like, oh my gosh, this person didn't text me back. <gasps> like what, what are the actions going to be taken from that? Or I'm trying to think of examples. Well, all right. All right. So every subsequent action that we take out of the lower sense of self, it's reinforcing it. Okay. And it's reinforcing it to the point where if we finally get to the point where we want to reside in the larger sense of self, we have to back up and we have to clean up the mess. And that's what we do by reclaiming energy. We clean up the messes we made. We clean up the realities that we fabricated, the illusions that we've created within relationships because they've made our lower sense of self feel safe. So as we start to reclaim this energy, we start to also see that how important our relationships are, okay? Because that neutral event of the black dog, it was neutral, right? But it revealed something to you. You had an unconscious program, meaning that it's running in the background all the time, just like your computer. You're wondering why your battery's running down all the time. It's because you got these apps running on in the background that you're not even aware of, these programs. So these unconscious programs are drifting draining energy so we need to get them back so now this is where relationships are paramount because what you see in another you are merely projecting from yourself i know yeah yeah that, that's a that's a some heavy medicine right but at that moment you can start to give gratitude because now it's coming to your awareness for you to look at it this dog comes into your field oh I'm f scared. Why? Oh, because of that event. Now I can let that go. Now you've literally healed that event. And it's no longer going to be running on the background controlling your life. Like you're going to not avoid black dogs. You're going to not go to pounds because you're scared of dogs, you know? Yeah, so I'm going to just hop in here and say, yeah, it's all like rainbows and butterflies and full of ease when we talk about a black dog and locating our fear in that and shifting that but when the ego's really inflamed by a person by perceiving that someone did something to harm them or judge their self or judge their expression or make them wrong these things that i see people get the most triggered by like this person did this to me or this person said this to me can you believe they said this to me like why would they say this to me why would they have this judgment of me why would they point the finger at me like basically when we're victimizing ourselves and we have a whole list of evidence as to why we're a victim you know like really grasping that it is one of the most challenging things to be able to let that go to shift into soul self you know but it takes you have to be committed because yes. people out there are committed to staying in the ego self. They're committed to you're fucking wrong at all costs and I'm not going to feel okay until you rearrange yourself and, and give me what I need. Ab absolutely. And that's what it comes down to is commitment. Commitment to remaining aware and then more importantly commitment to choosing w with alignment in the, of the soul self. This is where you free energy, you plug energetic leaks, and you become 
more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And this is where every dream you've ever imagined starts to become realized is through the reaccumulation of this energy. Exactly. So this commitment, absolutely. If you, and this is a serious act. This is your life here. What else is there to do? To live in regret and wish that you had created the life that you wanted or to actually realize it and experience it and show other people that they have that same potential within themselves, all right? So how do we reaccumulate this energy through commitment to it? Look at Olympic athletes. They're not fucking around. They're focused, they're intentional, and they've rearranged their lives to help them to become the successful person that they've imagined in those events. So these events that we're talking about is the realization of your soul self. That is the only event that matters here. Listen to it. Talk to it. And when you feel triggered, recognize you're wasting energy. It doesn't matter if you feel right or wrong. The only the ego would come up with such a, an illusionary tactic. All you have to realize is that, is this draining my energy? Or is it giving me energy? And you will start to realize that there are energetic states that emerge out of looking at things a certain way. Like A Course in Miracles says, judgment is the most strenuous act there is. And the ego is in constant evaluation of judging, giving meaning, giving value, giving importance to everything around us. When essentially it's like the black dog, it's neutral. Yeah, because the ego is literally a meaning-making machine. Like the ego cannot exist outside of meaning. That's why when you were talking to me earlier today about the middle way, like the middle path, And essentially, Taoism is all of that. Taoism is completely based on the middle way. It's acknowledging both and neither. Black and white, but gray. You know, this and that, but neither. But like everything nameable, yet nameless. You know, it's very, it shows that it's the middle way. Because once we start identifying with either side of the spectrum of extremes, then it's essentially ego. Now, I do feel that the ego can be a really beautiful pairing partner with the highest self, like the ego that you evaluates, you know, I think that the ego was essentially an operating system in which we can experience duality, yet it's turned into evolved into the system that like, does everything to protect and defend us at all costs. It creates illusions and separation everywhere. Like, it exists within that it exists within separation and the thing the very thing that it feels it's protecting at all costs is an illusion it isn't really there i think of it all the time as like a big knight in all of this armor and there's nothing inside of it Mm -hmm. and and it's like attacking and fighting and then it's like wait a second there's nothing even in here it's just air it's a big illusion yeah, and, and it draws us into further illusions, so it takes more and more and more and more energy. It wants to draw us into a storyline, an identity, you know, and we'll spend entire lives in it, putting ourselves in positions that support it, putting us around people that support it. And like I said earlier, even creating conflict with other people because we're getting them invested in our story. I mean, politics is a great form for, pol- uh, for the ego illusion, right? Either you're for or against somebody. And even the pendulum swings harder when somebody's against it. It doesn't matter if it's for or against. It's if you believe in it, it's good enough. So um, but you said something about the ego and it can be a companion. Well, it can, but it can also not be. Right. The majority of the world is existing in a space where it is not. You know, I think it first takes a willingness A deep desire to be in peace, okay? I very deeply desire to exist in peace, in in deep relaxation, and to move from that space in a way that's fulfilling and nourishing to me. So I did that. Once I acknowledged that to myself, my life began to change. A path opened up. I prayed for a path that was undeniably opened up. I came here, and I have been in a deep dive of locating everything in my life that is the opposite of that that I've created that is the opposite of peace, that uh, actually drains me, that generates ways of me showing up that actually aren't in alignment with my soul self. So then 
I've been taking actions using more energy to piece by piece because I'm no longer in the operating system of just burn it all down and run away. I'm in, I'm going to deconstruct this piece by piece and be with the sensations of all of that. So that's what I've been doing is cleaning up everything that I've created, withdrawing my energy from these spaces and redirecting it accordingly. And I think that's what you were saying earlier, you know, is that when we are in ego, okay, when we are defending, protecting, forcing an outcome, making someone else wrong, sitting on this illusionary throne of righteousness, I'm so right and they're so wrong, then we take action from that space. We take all of these actions Maybe I just had this the other week with a dear sister. Oh my gosh. I'm going to message her as soon as I get off this call, but I have to say this or this podcast. Um, oh my gosh. Just one person in my life. We've been trigger points for each other uh, throughout the years. And so something came up where she perceived something in me, perceived and perceived something, which wasn't she made it about her. She made it mean this thing. She made all of this meaning out of it, a whole world out of it. And she took some serious actions based upon it, like four major actions from that space. And then the last major action was messaging me and be like, you, I saw that you did this thing and this is what it must mean. And since it means this, it was this whole long message. And it was beautiful because we got to face the trigger when I held her and said, I totally hear you. And here's actually what I, what that was. And she started laughing. It was like, oh my God, I just see how what I just went through with my sister is exactly what I'm projecting onto you. And this I perceived in that lens. And it was so beautiful because we got to, we were very real about our triggers with each other. So anyways, it was just funny how we can just perceive something through that lens uh, and take all of these actions from it then we create a whole world. Now, this thing that I just shared, we located it fast. It was bing, bang, boom. The actions were taken fast. It was all over and complete within a few hours. Imagine if you carry an illusionary story like that for like a year or maybe even for your whole life. A lot of my clients, and if you've been in my courses, sometimes I make people do completion conversations with people and their family, like they're wrong because they did this. And it's like, I'm not saying you have to talk to them and you have to have this intimate relationship with them, but I'm saying the ego is subtly existing in this realm where they're wrong because of A, B, and C. So can we complete the path to free it up, free up energy, free up these spaces that we, our energy is feeding in the field. So if there's something in one's field where they're still making someone else wrong and justifying that and there's energy around it, that's a subconscious energetic outlet. Like pretend there's an outlet that's invisible in your field. You're plugged in and feeding that. Even if it's not in your mind, you're still making that person wrong. That's why completion is so important. Yeah, perfect. I mean, and there's so many ways to complete. You know, it can be an actual act of speaking to a person, but there's completion that really has to just occur within oneself. Yeah, but that, that, let me just say, that takes, I mean, that's kind of a level two and a half mastery level out of three because people say they're complete and they just shove it down a little further. Yeah. So can you authentically be complete? And I love, I have a few people that I work with who, in, in the past too, where there have been a few people who could authentically do that. And then you can do a ritual with yourself. You can burn it. You can just say, I release this. You can do yafata, throw it out of the field. But is that authentic? Because then when it wants to come back in, do you say, no, I let this go. I am holding my boundary and reclaiming my energy and I am no longer going to feed this story with my energy because that's when it's like you really let it go. Yeah. Otherwise, you just let it come back in. You're like, oh, let me plug my freaking cord into this outlet. Let's feed my energy here. Woohoo! Right. And there's other ways that we can start to free energy. Like here's some examples of what I've been going through this last month is that I'm starting to like go through all the old files that might exist on a computer. I'm going through all the old files that exist in my mind and I have to look for them. 
but they're pretty evident once I start to look around in my environment. Like I look at things in my environment that are neglected. That means that that needs some serious attention right now because it's draining energy, right? There's some reason I'm avoiding it. So I go and I do those things first. And I realize that by just completing that task that is literally beckoning for attention, it's like dirty dishes. They're just sitting on the counter going, clean me, clean me. So if I start to become aware enough and to look at my environment, what needs attention, I'm literally going to start freeing energy. Oh my gosh, I have to because the other day you said that to me and it's changed my life. It was like two weeks ago and I've been completely different since. It shifted my networking system. I was in I was in ego. I and sometimes I'll get into this ego space where I'm just like in this energy of frustration or something. And my mind isn't labeling things as wrong. It wants to grasp left, right, and sideways at any opportunity to sustain. Um, and so I, a way for me to sh quickly shift from ego to heart space to soul self. Soul self is also heart space, living from the heart. So when you hear people talk about that, that's what we're referring to as soul self. An easy way for me to shift out is gratitude. I'll start giving gratitude in my field to all these people. I think of them. I feel them. Sometimes I'm just like not wanting to give gratitude. So Jer said this thing to me where he said, look around. He said the another quick way is to give. And I was so in it in that spot. I'm like, I don't feel like giving. I don't want to give to you right now. I don't want to go out and give. You know, I'm trying to give to myself, give to myself these these things of like these tools and stuff. And he said, no, look around your home. What is what can you give to your home? Because when you give to your home, it's in direct reciprocic flow that you are feeding. So reciprocic flow is something that we coined and we use often. It's it's, it's an instant feedback. So an instant reciprocity. So when one gives to their home environment, we instantly receive energy back. Try it. Try it in your home. So he just said it so beautifully. Like look around the home and what is just sitting there asking for you to give your energy to it. So I looked around the home and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to water some of these plants. These plants are asking to be watered. These dishes are asking to be done. And I looked at it that way. And as soon as I feed them, I'm freeing energy. And it shifted me in a way that I'm just like showing up for the home more without even thinking about it. And it's just feeding me. It's like part of me charging my own battery because the home is, a, is an extension of us, really. So we're giving to ourselves when we give to the home. So this is a beautiful way if one is in the energies of ego, how instead of like going into stories, how can one shift out? Yeah. This is a beautiful way. Yeah, and, and it can extend just from your home to your family. You can like, instead of thinking, what can that person do for me? Or like, what did that person need from me? Really do a, a deep soul search and have a, a dialogue with their soul and ask them, what can I do for this person right now that they can't do for themselves? Um, I had a friend, and we were having a conversation once about what makes a friend. And she goes, I'll have to get back with you on that. And a few weeks later, she says, I've come up with an answer. And she says, a friend is a person that does something for you that you can't do for yourself. So we need to learn to become friends with our family members. Sometimes we place too much importance on them, and we give them so much meaning, and even our significant other, and we stop being friends with them. So we need to learn to become friends with these people again. And as we do that, we realize that we take away all of the expectation and all the meaning that we've laid upon them, and it becomes enjoyable again. And we reclaim our energy in those spaces, right? Mm -hmm. And if you are really hell-bent on feeling entitled and that somebody owes you something and that they're not showing up in the way that you expected them to, look at yourself and think about, what it is that you think you need from them and perhaps maybe offer that to them in return. And it doesn't have to be like you showing up and showing and putting it in their face that you're giving it to them. Do it to them anonymously. 
even if it's just in thoughts, express love towards them. That's a great way to free up energy. But I was talking about me looking at the files on my computer and freeing them up. Well, for me, it's always been creative projects that I've started and I've never finished, which are tied in with actual material objects, whether they're musical instruments, paintings that have been begun, or tools. So now I've been doing a deep dive into what my soul's drawing me towards, that thing I'm going and walking to. And I realize that a lot of these objects carry so much meaning and energy with them that they're, they're literally drifting my energy. So I've been selling them or giving them away and completing projects. I think that's the greatest way to free up any sort of energy is to complete projects. And that may be as simple as just looking at it and saying, I'm done with it. So we can get complete in relationships, but we can also get complete with certain things that we've started in our lives that we've never finished. Like you wouldn't believe all the dreams that I've had on the back burners of the stove. But now I've given them up because that's energy that's been drifted. And now I'm accumulating it and it's being focused onto one event. You know, I wish that I could show up to the Olympics and compete in every event, but I'd probably be half ass. <laughs> but I know I can probably take all that energy and focus on one and be magnificent. So it gets back to essentially one thing. What's your event? And we've been talking about it here is that we want to align with our sense of soul. And the soul has characteristics that define it. Peace. Am I committed to finding peace? Yes. And am I more committed to finding peace than I am than being righteous, being right in event? Um, am I committed to being open hearted as opposed to being closed? Am I committed to expanding my sense of self as opposed to contracting and being so validated and being right? You know? Exactly. It's so beautiful listening to you talk about this because it's spot on. Everything you say is just so spot on and resonates with me so deeply. Um, so just bringing it home to reclamation shifting from ego self to soul self to our heart center is a reclamation it's a reclamation of energy existing in peace choosing peace expansion releasing the white knuckling of any of those characteristics we were saying earlier making someone wrong judging playing the victim releasing that and choosing peace coming back to our heart is a reclamation now sometimes to the ego peace feels scary as fuck and it will do everything it can to wreck peace because it doesn't exist in peace it's it's very act of death sometimes we don't feel safe in peace a subconscious part feels safe in ego we were raised in an environment like that so choosing peace isn't a re is a reclamation of energy because we're not feeding all of this energy into stories of the ego i'm right they're wrong they're this can you believe that oh my god da 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 Feeding that with so much energy. What would become possible if our vessel had all that energy back in? It can allocate it to different spots of our body. My health has completely turned around. Completely. And then we also have more energy to put forth into the creations that are for us, that do light our soul up, that do feel like our soul's deepest calling. We reclaim energy when we feed it to our house. When we feed it to our house, it feeds it directly back to us. Or when we give to someone in the field, because when we feed our community, our family, it directly feeds towards us. And I'm going to tell this story. I normally don't like to tell stories like this. Um, I don't ever tell stories like this. The only person who knows about things like this is Jer, because we have an ongoing thing with ourselves in the universe about how we give even broader to people that we don't quote unquote know or we know slightly. So to give an example of how when we give e to anyone, we give authentically from our heart, how it radiates out to the collective whole. And it's just like um, a chain. So when I was at the airport, I gave, I felt called to give this woman who was cleaning the bathrooms in one of the, uh, in one of the stalls, um, a gift so I, I folded up a hundred dollar bill and just gave it to her and walked out and 
I felt amazing. I feel amazing when I, when I'm able to be that flow that calls forth authentically. I don't ever post a picture. Look what I did on social media. It's between me and God, me and myself, me and my soul. And Jer, I tell him sometimes because we, we are like a team in this. Um, and like, he's like, this is what I'm gifting today. You know, it's the, it's all different types of things. Like I feel called to gift this. It's like, yay, look at how you're loving that person, how you're extending yourself, how you're extending love, extending God, extending peace. Um, so then I got on the plane right after that and the guy sitting right next to me. Okay. You may think that this isn't a big thing, but it just shows my belief. So on the plane, there was this family of immigrants coming in and none of them could speak English and the kids were scared and crying and the mom was so young, there was no dad and they were going to live with this family here in Nebraska that was taking them in and hosting them. So this guy called the flight stewardess over sitting right next to me, the seat right next to me and he said, I just feel really called to give this wo that woman that I saw a gift. And he reached, he opened his wallet and he gave her $300 to give to her. And in that moment, God like said to me, my, my highest version of self said to me, like, this is from you giving it go, it radiates out in your environment, like times three, like even more, it just, the gift keeps giving. And it was like, that was in dire a direct, direct reaction you know so it's like oh you don't know it could not do that but I see that in my environment when I give it's a gift when I give authentically from my heart it's a gift that keeps on giving and when I give authentically it shifts me even deeper into my heart into peace and that's a reclamation of energy one feels that it oh my gosh and then I I'm seeing right now I just have to say it I my next stop, I got off that plane and I went through the next security checkpoint to get on my next plane because you have to go back through security when it's international anyways. I started talking to this guy. And if you follow me on, on Instagram, I wrote about him. He opened my heart even more. Um, I This guy, oh, it's so crazy. We started talking, just randomly talking about all of these random things. And he said to me the story about how someone stole his truck once and he really loved the truck, okay? But what he really loved even more were the boots inside of it. He loved these boots so much. He, he resold them three times. Loved them. And he's like, but man, my boots, like I'm never going to find a pair like that again. And he just, he was super bummed, but he had to let it go. He's like, I'm just letting it go. Like I'm letting this truck go. One week later, when he went to the beach, his truck was there in the same spot with a full tank of gas and a note that said, thank you so much, buddy. Like our friend got cut up on the reef and your car had the keys in it and a full tank of gas. And we had to use it like to save his life. Like, he, thank you so much. So what he learned in that is, can I just live life in releasing, you know, he because he let himself release it and think, Whoever needed that must have really needed that. So he released all of this energy worrying about it. And then it came back to him. And that became how he's lived his life. He's like, what can I give? And if it's for me, it will come back to me. So I say that to myself in gifting. Like if I'm going to gift a $100 bill and I'm like, oh God, but it's $100. It's like, if this is for me, it will come back to me. Like I'm going to give what feels authentic to give. And if it's for me, it's going to come back and it will come back in whatever form I need it to be in. And that takes a level of surrender and trust, which frees energy, believe, not trust, but belief in knowing that the universe provides, that God provides. And that frees energy because that's existing in soul self. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, probably one of the greatest entry points there is into the soul self is giving. Okay. And you have to, authentic giving. authentic that means there's no conditions on it like <laughs> like i've i've been doing this body work on sophia and um, massaging her every day and she was in it the other day like fucking hardcore just coming at me ego bullshit <laughs> and finally she comes out of it she pops out of it and i said are you ready for your massage and she goes you still want to give me a massage and i said yeah i said those are gifts they don't have anything to do with like conditions you can behave any way you want and you're still going to receive it so we have to give from that space 
you cannot ever expect anything return. Like I just heard this couple the other day talking about, well, you did this and I gave you that and I let you have this. And it starts to become like a, a tally sheet that they keep of what they were giving and secretly they hold it and they hold the other person hostage or victim to it. Yes. And they live in this state of expectation all the time and all they can do is enter into this need and they stop giving because they don't feel it's being reciprocated. So we have to learn to give from a space that essentially gives back to ourselves directly. So we can enter into a relationship with ourself and have it engage in the reciprocity flow. As you give, you immediately receive. And you see that they're, in a sense, one and the same. So if you don't have money to drop and to give, no big deal. If you have objects that are no longer useful to you in your life, instead of hoarding them, give them away. And to know that if you need something like that, it will show up in your life at some point. But the thing I really want to touch on giving is forgiveness. Think of all the energy that you're spending holding on to a grudge or holding on to something that you feel violated by forgive them not because you're doing it for them essentially but you're doing it for yourself now you don't have to carry that around anymore think of the energy that you're spending carrying that around you're reclaiming a whole freaking like it's like you're dropping a bag of bricks and reclaiming all that energy it took to carry that around and, and from this, now you get to take that energy and to move on and to create a different reality, to make choices from a different space, to invite potential timelines into your life that you can never imagine before because you were focused on holding that anger, that grudge, that resentment. Now miracles can flow into your life as a result. So that's what this course is going to be about. And that's just a nutshell because there's so much in this course around choice, like power of choice, locating choice in every moment and power to choose differently. We're going to be developing um, our relationship with our knowing because we love to waste energy in on, I just don't know. Oh, I'm just praying to know the answer. And one day I'll know the answer. And I just don't know. No, you know now. You're spending so much energy. Why don't you reclaim that energy and align with that knowing and take the steps finally on what has been avoided you know so we're going to develop systems where we hear the knowing loud and clear in external systems feedback what do you call it feedback mechanisms um physical feedback mechanisms so it's a physical form that also validates your knowing so that can train you because a lot of us don't believe in ourselves so much that we can't even begin to align with our knowing because we feel like, what if we're wrong? I've been wrong before. I don't really believe in myself. I don't really believe in my knowing. So sometimes an external piece or, or tool can support us in developing that and strengthening that, our belief in our knowing. Yeah, and, and energy. All right, so we, were, uh, we had this billionaire come into our field a little while back, Ed. <laughs> It led into an entirely different set of conversations about how people treat them differently and da 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 and, and I started talking about if a person could save save up money to become a billionaire. And Sophia just goes, no, you, you don't save to become a billionaire. You become a billionaire by investing, by okay? Spending. By spending, okay? So I started to look at that in all forms of energy in my life. And I realized, all right, I have to invest in energy. And what is that? And I realized, okay, well, I'm living off of borrowed energy, which is caffeine, right? It's this illusion of energy, and it fucking peaks out, and then I'm wiped. And I realized that I've started projects on caffeine, and for me to continue them, I have to be on caffeine to finish them. So they're completely unsustainable. So now I've been off of caffeine for I think close to two weeks now and there was a lull there was a drag in my energy but I knew that I was investing into a sustainable system and now I'm starting to come up and now it's sustained throughout the day um, so this investment in energy can also translate into exercise you know and pushing what I think is possible so I'm perpetually investing in the accumulation of energy the reaccumulation of energy. And 
before we leave you, I just want to suggest a few more ways that perhaps maybe you can do that. Every time you're tempted to give in to immediate gratification, <laughs> scrolling, eating junk food, whatever it is that lights you up, it's different for every person. Say no to it. And as you do that, you are literally accumulating energy. The thing is, when you say no to that thing, that instant gratification thing, notice what sensations come up in your body. What comes up? That has been so energetically freeing for me, so supportive in me reclaiming my energy, is something will come up and I'll want to, oh, I really want coffee or cacao or, oh, I really want... Da, 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 da. if I just sit and breathe with it it begins to transmute the energy that's underneath the energy that's there oh my gosh sometimes I sit because I sit in silence all this all the time with myself that's been the majority of my year I've done it more this year than I ever have in my life um and it will be this energy that's like I want to crawl to my skin and I, d I no longer have all these outlets of distraction. And it will want something to instantly shift it or instant gratification. But within sitting with it and breathing and staying with my soul self, I transmute it and that energy comes back. And I've been meeting those edges every day in our sauna. I'll sit in the infrared for 30 minutes. And a lot of the time I want to get out earlier and I'll feel uncomfortable. And I I tell myself we're gonna stay in and I breathe and then I notice this oh like frustration that comes up it's like a little kid that doesn't get its way and the more that I sit with that and breathe into that space in my body where I feel it the more energy that I free up that comes back to me and the less that reaction plays out in other areas of my life like I am just freeing energy like freaking crazy reclaiming energy like crazy and that's why I'm so excited to offer this so like I said, this course is literally, what we went over today is just a, a nutshell, but we, we, I formed this course to reflect this. So clear tools, easy, bing, bang, boom, apply the things to your life, apply the journal prompts, apply the things that come through in our Zoom calls. And this networking system becomes anchored in. Yeah. Um can't wait to see you and even if you don't show up for the course continue to listen to this uh, podcast because we never really know what we're going to talk about and as Sophia has said in the past it's more about us just putting it out there us saying it in words because then we have to own it and that's also another way to accumulate power is an energy is to state something and then more importantly show up to make it realized through your actions. So that's another way to do it, people. If you say you're going to do something, say it through to the end. Make a commitment to yourself. And last but not least, look around your house. Clear out any objects that you're not using right now. And if you can't let go of them just yet, put them in a box in the basement. And if they sit there for like longer than a year, they need to go. But see what it feels like. I had heard once that one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not steal. I heard a very beautiful interpretation of it that said every time you hoard an object that somebody else could be using, you're stealing it. You're stealing it from its use. Its use and also what somebody else could be using it for. So give stuff away. Because even if it's sitting in a box downstairs, that's in your energetic field and it's sitting there. It's like, no, I don't think about it. I even forgot about it. It's in your energetic field, just chilling there. Like clear that up, free that energy. Yeah, absolutely. And make things simple. If you have, like I heard Einstein had five of the exact same outfits hanging in his closet because he didn't want to exert any energy trying to think about what he was going to wear. He was going to use that energy for other things. Um, that's just one example. So how can you make things more simple in your life? I think that's a great way to accumulate energy is through simplicity. If you have multiple objects, one that you're keeping in storage because if one breaks, you'll have another, get rid of them. If you need it, it'll show up. And 
and we're saying this, but I have a whole room here that is like my stuff that's still not organized, like in boxes and stuff. And I've been waiting. I'm like, oh, I don't have the vision. So I'm going to apply energy to that. Yeah, good. All right. Any All right. Last minute things? Nope. Okay. Thank you, fam, for being here with us. I hope that you received something from this podcast today just talking or dipping our toes into a free flow conversation about reclamation we never edit these and delete and cut we just toast so (sighs) let me know if you have certain topics that you'd like us to speak about um two topics that people had said before are uh, when i asked on instagram one was money blocks talk about money blocks all right and one was talking about living in community and sustainably with the earth Ooh, that sounds fun i know and then i have people every now and again asking to do a conversation about the medicine work all but right. i still don't know if i'm ready all right. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye